Spencer wants to know is brought to you by the impulse to create. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's good. What do you think this is about today? <laughs> well, if I'm being candid, I've been feeling really all out of sorts and saying I don't want to do anything anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> a little nervous laughter, but I'm sure I'll come back to. Well, I have borderline personality disorder. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. We know. We all know that. My moods go up and down, black and white, all in, all out. So. But today's topic is creating the impulse to create, the impulse to recreate what we see in the world. Mm-hmm. We're talking about painting. Painting. <laughs> Painting. Oh, okay. Well, when I heard the impulse to create, for me, it just made me think of like how I'm like not wanting to do anything. Like I don't want to write. I don't want to edit. I don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh. But painting sounds fun. Do you know my mom painted? Uh, did she? Yeah, she painted for a very long time. There's paintings at Baba's house. There's paintings in her house. And she was actually really good at it. Uh, in the cold storage room she would paint and sometimes I would watch her as a kid well I don't want to trump you but my grandma was a (laughs) semi-famous painter from El Salvador yeah and you can google her and find some Spanish language articles about her if you want her name was Ana Julia Alvarez and we've got one of her paintings above our fireplace and at this point it's our prized possession in my eyes it's a very beautiful painting it's so nice (laughs) it looks great there Yes, and uh, I didn't know her very well. We didn't spend too much time together with her. She did live in my dad's basement for a bit, but then she was in Florida for many years. And all I remember is she made when we went to visit her in Florida, she made me some food. And when I didn't want seconds, she got very emotionally upset. And then I had to sort of force myself to eat more of her. It was good food. I just didn't want to eat that much. But she really got really upset. She's... <laughs> she said, like, do you want seconds? I was like, no, thank you, I'm full. And she turned around and said, he hates it. And she walked away. I was like, no, no, I'll, I'll eat some more. But yeah, she was a fantastically talented painter. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, we're talking about painting, Spencer, and I've uh, filed a freedom of information request on you this week, of course, and I've got uh, your grade one report card. Grade one? Yes. This is actually one of the only report card where I found you doing poorly in art, even though your grade is very high. In visual arts, you got an A. Hmm. It says, Spencer is able to identify the value of a color, i.e. distinguish between lighter and darker tones of a color, oh, okay. but did not follow directions properly when using light and dark colors in art activities. She can describe the texture of various familiar objects, e.g. rough, smooth. <laughs> you can still do that. You can still describe if something's rough or smooth, right? Yeah, like how your hands recently have calluses in them and now they're rough. That's true. Very good, yeah. And actually have... Uh, We've read from before from your self-evaluations that you wrote that are pretty funny. And, and many times you've, you've drew on them. So you did, I guess, kind of a painting on them. Like you have this one where you're meeting your friend Alex. Oh, really? For the first time. You say, do you want to read it to us? Hi, I'm Spencer. Alex, would you like to play? Sure. I don't know why it says she's the new kid. She's a year older than me, and she would have been in the school longer. Well, is that is that Alex that you're still friends with to this day, or is that a different... I think so, because she had curly hair. Do you want to read us a bit from your own self-evaluation? This is from grade five. M- me? Yeah. This is from grade five? Yeah. Okay. 
my strengths. I am great working with people, warning with people. I think working. <laughs> kind, all very understanding how other people feel. Two, I, uh, I also welcome new kids to hang out with me and my friends. Three, I'm really good at drama, art, science, gym. I'm good at music. When we're singing language, I write, I try to do my best always. I write neat and there's lots of like erased marker, like erased pencil, like behind it. But I can see that I was really trying to have good penmanship. And then it says, that's my strengths. Do you remember writing these self-evaluations as a kid? No. Because you wrote a lot, and it seemed like you were having a bit of fun when you wrote them. I kind of recognized the drawing a little bit. Uh, I don't know what to say. It's uh, sweet. Oh, right. This was grade five. I was going, oh, my penmanship for a grade one is actually really good. Uh, my goals, my first goal is for next term, since I'm getting a computer at school, I should learn how to type, spelling, and my most important, math, and learn how to f- how to read notes in music and play recorder better. That's my goals for next term. That's what my goals are. Do you feel connected to that grade fiver when you read that? Um, I see how I was uh, trying to... Mm, make it a positive because I was very um, self-conscious about getting a computer and I kept like pushing it away so I can see how like I was um, you know trying to make it positive I see do you have any other painting memories? painting memories? I mean you do to this day you do sometimes like as an affirmation or like a manifestation you draw yourself with goals and dreams you have and like it's been a while I'm in your old bedroom at your mom's like you plastered on the wall like you seeing yourself in this role with positive words and stuff yeah sometimes I think I should go back to doing that I think it really did help you yeah I um I, I I'm really happy to be talking and doing the podcast right now it does feel yeah. good I've been like I said, I've been kind of like having a lot of ups and downs recently, but I will tell you a funny painting memory. Okay. <laughs> so in Winnipeg, um, at the cottage, there was a summer where um, like I could walk up with mom to this little like art, art artist place, um, and it was like you pay five dollars, ten dollars or something, and you could paint. Okay. Right? And mom left me to paint. And it was she a lot. She abandoned of, you. I was happy. I was uh, with a bunch of like elderly people, which I felt comfortable with. Um, but here's what happened I like squeezed out so much tube of tubes of paint. Okay, I, didn't, I didn't know what you were going to say after I squeezed out. <laughs> I squeezed out all the tubes of paint. I took multiple like canvas style uh, boards and I just like kept making more making more and um like after the the lady talked to my mom and she was very upset and i never got to go back <laughs> really you got banned yeah because i used like way too much product and i think my Do you think mom, she asked your mom for some money my, yeah mom yeah i probably said no oh and that's why you got banned 
Man, these artists will shake you down at every turn. I'm telling you. Never trust an artist. I use so much. It was like, I would like, like at one point I'm like, I'm abstract. And I would like take a whole yellow thing of paint and just squeeze it (laughs) on the canvas and be like, next one. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds kind of fun. It was fun. (laughs) Like, and all these like elderly ladies like keep coming back with the same painting and like, you know, all the little details. And I'm like, I'm on my 17th. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope those elderly people are still with us all these years later. Um, and I'm going to segue <laughs> off that. Uh, if that made you sad, I'm going to cheer you up okay. with my art form. I know we're talking about painting, but my art form I've discovered uh, lately in life is my singing. <laughs> um, people always ask me, Eli, come on, sing, sing for us, please. And I get a bit embarrassed and shy, but I do give in and then I sing for them. I'm a very good singer. Yeah. Uh, so here I'm going to sing something. Oh. The, the baseline theme song. Okay. Baseline I wanna see what's in Spenny's mind Some self-perception issues I just keep on quizzing my love <laughs> This some, is some the baseline some, some what? Some, I said some issues of self-perception Because I, I think you've been struggling Being really hard on yourself lately Talk about it because I think I'm sounding like a loon Because I'm just like bringing up I'm like, <laughs> oh, I have BPD I'm not feeling good Like can you just... I think this whole week you've been so down on yourself, thinking you're bad at everything, you can't do everything, you're not worth anything. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, trying to get some positive self-image. And I'm trying, and I, like, will say affirmations now, which apparently you're not supposed to talk about because it takes away their power. Oh, it's like when you blow out the candles on a birthday cake? Yeah. <laughs> really? That's, what, that's, that's the first time I've heard it. Hmm. But it's, yeah, it just keeps persisting in my mind, and um, it's really hard right now. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe this episode will cure all your problems. It's like, it kind of feels like it is a bit, like it feels like getting back into things, like sometimes you just have to try, and yeah. So I appreciate you. No problem. Doing this with me, even when I'm like this. Hey, it's all right. Like, I am having fun, too, even though I'm crying. They didn't know that. <laughs> Only I can see that. <laughs> no, but I am having fun. Well, are you ready to have your baseline knowledge of painting yes. tested? I have a 10-question quiz for you all about painting. Okay. Question number one. Okay. The oldest known cave painting in the world <gasps> was found in Maltravies- Maltravieso Cave, in Caceres, Spain. Mm-hmm. It is believed to be over 64,000 years old wow. and painted by a Neanderthal. Yeah. What did that Neanderthal paint on that cave 64,000 years ago? Uh, he paint, or they painted uh, kind of like uh, the like day in the life, <laughs> like a day <laughs> in the life vlog. Uh, it wasn't that sophisticated. It wasn't there like a person and they have like a stick and animals? Um, you might be thinking of uh, more recent cave paintings, oh. like 40 or 20,000 years ago, okay. uh, by humans, not Neanderthals. Oh, okay. Can I look it up? <laughs> the answer? Well, the painting? But which painting? The Neanderthal painting? Well, I haven't even told the answer yet. Oh. So this Neanderthal, they stenciled their hand. Oh. So they put their hand on the cave and like... Oh. I saw somewhere that they think they spat the pigment. I don't know if that made wow. sense. But, so it's yeah. their hand. Wow. 64,000 years ago. 
So, but you get zero points, so don't right. don't be too amazed by that. Okay. <laughs> you ready for question two? Yeah. In the early 1900s, Pablo Picasso and Georges Braque pioneered. You, you really put that in the back of your mouth. Yeah, I never. The last part. I never know how much to commit to the, and I don't even know if my French pronunciations are exactly right. But he, they pioneered this style of painting named after a shape. I wanted to say, oh, I know what it is. Nice. I kind of stopped myself from saying my first answer. Cubism. Cubism. Cubism, correct. You were so excited that I got it right. Well, you were, but you you created so much suspense because you kept, yeah. I was like, is she going to say it right? Because you added all those words. Instead. Well, I was going to say abstract, and then I went, no, really listen to what he said. He said it's like about shapes, and I was like, oh, cubism. Great job, Spencer. That's a point for you. <laughs> Question number three. How would you define abstract art? How would I d- I personally define abstract art. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) Um, Abstract art. How would I define it? Mm -hmm. Oh, man. It's like the feelings (laughs) of... You did it as a kid when you were wasting that lady's paint all over the place. (laughs) Abstract art. This is where the real not feeling good about myself and talking comes into play no, on a podcast. <laughs> not great. Um, well, the first thing I keep thinking in my head is that it doesn't necessarily look like reality. It's like I, that's the first thing that's popping into my head is it doesn't need to like be real. Look like every day you you basically that's all i yeah you got a point really yeah it just isn't like a depiction of visual reality like although i mean it is based off visual reality and maybe like it's more about shapes and patterns and feelings and moods and colors and textures and but uh yeah you get a point really oh wow you did it Uh, mini breakdown right there maybe your childhood self saved you the ones squirting out all that paint all over the place (laughs) (laughs) Question number four. What is the difference between being naked and being nude? Being naked and being nude? And this is in the the painting form? It relates to painting, yes. Okay. um, I believe one of them (laughs) cover parts of you. Incorrect. Okay. Then being naked and being nude. Well, then... The first thought I had was being naked is when you're sharing yourself and being nude is like actually physically nude. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) It's not like being naked is like tastefully like covering parts of your body and then being nude is fully uncovered. Would you say being naked or being nude? Which one is more vulnerable? Uh, Naked? Right. Yeah. 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 And which one would be an accident? Accidentally being nude? (laughs) (laughs) I was looking for naked again. Wait, which one would be an accident? Yeah. Being naked would be... Like your clothes fall off. Oh. Your robe falls down. You wouldn't say like, whoops, I'm nude, right? Okay. Right? I think you're just going to have to tell me what the answer is. No, I was trying to explore it with you. And then that like... But when people are depicted in paintings, they're called nude. They're not called naked, naked right? And there's something 
maybe classier about it or like like it's always like depicting goddesses nude and they're smooth and perfect whereas being naked is like that vulnerable real like all your you know things that you're worried about your own body are on display you're caught in the moment but being nude is like eternal and smooth and beautiful oh i see okay although nowadays we do say send nudes right (laughs) which is doesn't exactly connect to like these classical paintings it could it really could it could question (laughs) i'm gonna classy poses (laughs) questions five uh this renaissance artist famous for his statue of david and the ceiling of the sistine chapel said this i'm gonna read you a quote and you tell me who i'm talking about okay What spirit is so empty and blind that it cannot recognize the fact that the foot is more noble than the shoe and skin more beautiful than the garment with which it is clothed? These cars. So we want to see nude. (laughs) We want to see nude things. They're beautiful. They're more beautiful than all the ornaments we put on them, right? So this guy, he made the statue of David. He painted the Sistine Chapel ceiling. Do you know who I'm talking about? And Tony... Lucci. And Tony Lucci? I don't know. Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Oh, darn. Sorry. It's okay. You knew that one inside. Yeah. Okay. Question six. Spanish painter Francisco Goya got in trouble with the Spanish Inquisition in 1815 Mm -hmm. for one of his nude paintings (gasps) because the model he used still had this on her body in the painting. He depicted this still on her body. A mole? Good guess. Good guess. It was pubic hair. Oh. So all the classy nudes up to this point, they were smooth. You know, there was this standard of, like, they were disconnected from reality. And oh, he sort of... He made them naked. Too real, yeah. yeah. Too naked. Like, he, he's put it in a modern setting, and she still had pubic hair like a real woman would have. Okay? Mm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I have this quote. So, uh, the shocking elements were that it showed a particular model in a contemporary setting... With pubic hair rather than the smooth perfection of goddesses and nymphs who returned the gaze of the viewer rather than looking away. So his model also was sort of depicted as looking at him instead of off into space. So it was much more real and naked and in the present moment. Okay, question seven. What do you call it when you depict yourself in a painting or if anyone depicts themselves in a painting? A self-portrait. Correct, correct. That's one point. Mm-hmm. Question eight. Why do you think some of the self-portraits made in the 15th century around that time had very large hands or other disproportionate body parts? So people were painting themselves, but like some of their body parts looked way too big, like way out of proportion. What? Why do you think that was happening? Why do I think that was happening? Yeah. Um, hmm. Um, their perspective was off. (laughs) Yeah, so they were they were using mirrors, and many of the mirrors they had at that time were convex, so it distorted their own image of themselves. Oh, what? You know, so like there's a famous one, I think, of <laughs> Van Dyke or Van Dyke, some guy, and his hand looks gigantic because it's a convex mirror. It's almost like a funhouse mirror they were, oh, wow. in ways they were using to, to paint themselves. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, question nine, true or false? Some modern-day scientists and doctors attempt to diagnose artists' illnesses from old self-portraits. So, yeah, that's true. It is true, yeah. They yeah. thought, like, Rembrandt had some maybe endocrinological problem based on his skin and 
size and the different many self-portraits you made. And even some like have the psychologists have looked at certain self-portraits and tried to diagnose like mental, m- mental illnesses yeah. based on that. That's, that's what I thought. Like yeah. I'd heard that before, um, but not the actual physical elements. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah. So you get a point for that one. Um, question 10 is pretty open-ended. How do you judge a painting? It's how, quality. How do you judge a painting? Yeah. And this can be very personal to you. Like when you look at a painting, what do you like? Or you can think more in terms of how would anybody judge any painting? What can you look for? Hmm. <laughs> well, I look for paint being on the canvas. Okay, that's, that's a um, necessity. Yeah. Uh, plus for me, uh, I guess uh, how it makes me feel. Yeah. Definitely. Um, it's hard because there's so many different styles of painting. So. Of course, yeah. Mm, I got nothing. <laughs> like, okay, it, can I put it in a certain... Is it abstract? Is it old-fashioned? I guess it's my bad. That's a very unspecific question. You're right. You would judge those two I think very differently. The, I think the biggest thing for me personally was... Because me and my mom actually... When we were at we were at a park, there was an art gallery opening, and we went in. And it was student artwork. Um, and... There were some that really stood out to me more. And yes, I guess the paintings that were technically a bit better, like I was drawn towards because I just felt at ease looking at them. But also like the concept or the emotion it made me feel like some made me feel really sad. Some made me feel happy. And then the ones where I didn't really necessarily feel anything, like I was just looking at it being like, oh, okay, that's that's nice. Someone made that. So I think a big thing would be like how, like I'd want to feel an emotion. Okay, so you want to feel an emotion, emotional connection. even if it's a happy one. Even if it's a happy one. Okay, well I'm going to give you a point for that because I think it's kind of a subjective question. How would you judge? Oh, I don't know. I hated going to art galleries as a kid. My dad and sister would walk around for hours and I would get really... My legs would just start to hurt and I'd want to find a good chair to sit in. My mom has a pretty crazy art gallery story. She got her period really, really bad and bled through like a cushion on a chair. What art get in 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 Winnipeg. How old was she? Um, I think she was like either 18, 19 and like her date had to help her get out of there. And? That's it. And did they stay together? No. Okay. (laughs) Well, I I was asking that question because I just wanted you to tell me the criteria for the next test. Because for the half-hour cram session we're about to do, I want you to draw a self-portrait of yourself. Oh, that's cool. And I guess the only criteria is emotion. Is that right? Yeah. So the emotional impact of this self-portrait of yourself is the only criteria. You're at 50% now, so you only know 50%. You only need 50% to pass. So you can have half an, half an emotion in there and you pass. Half of any emotion. <laughs> but it has to be a self-portrait of you, of you, Spencer Litzinger. Okay. And how you see yourself. Huh. Okay. Okay? Okay. Do you want to set the stakes for this episode if you pass or fail? Yes. If I pass, mm-hmm. I continue this week besides... Tuesday, 
Monday to Friday. Because Tuesday you have to go to work. Yeah. I make dinner. Okay. <laughs> because you're starting a job. Yes. And, yeah, so I make a dinner. That's nice of you. Yeah. Wait, if you pass, but that's not no. a reward for you. Okay. If you fail. If I fail? You have to make dinner Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Mm-hmm. If you pass? No. Okay, so if I... I That's the steak. I have to make dinner, period. But if I... If I fail, I have to do all the dishes also. Okay. So if you pass, you make dinner still, but I do the dishes. Mm-hmm. If you fail, you have to make dinner and, and do the dishes. dishes. Okay. Okay. I accept those steaks. Okay. You ready to draw? But I will want a little help with meal, like coming up, like maybe we can go to the grocery store together. Just a little bit of planning. Of course, of course. Okay. Okay, so you're ready to draw. You have half hour. Okay. Okay, we'll be right back. Thanks for that. Okay, bye. Spencer's got a cram. Spencer's got a cram. The cram. We're back. Hello. Spencer took 20 minutes of her allotted 30-minute cram session to draw a powerful self-portrait of herself. I haven't seen it yet. I'm excited to see it. And it will be posted on Spencer Wants to Know Instagram. So if you would like to pull it up on Instagram and admire he- it and hear Eli's initial response oh, as well, <laughs> yes. like it's like an art critic thing. <laughs> okay. So obviously there. Are before you show me, how was the process? Um, well, I feel like there are two versions of me. Did you look at yourself in the mirror? I did. I sat by the mirror. Okay. I sat by the mirror. I felt like I had to portray the two sides of myself, mm-hmm. which is the BPD. So this is BPD. So it's a face. I like it. I don't know how to describe it, though. Uh, it's kind of like a bald head. You actually really with... captured your nose and mouth, I think. Yeah, that's when you, I was looking in got... the mirror. Is that your mole or is that a nostril? It's the, the mole. Okay. One of your eyes is actually... Another person. Another person. And the other eye is... Fractured. It's just a fractured eye. Yeah. And then it looks pretty, actually. It looks like a pretty face. And then you're... Your arm extends into... Out of my face. Your arm... It's just a head, and the arm extends out of the head directly into a giant hand. Is that a nod to that Neanderthal 64,000 years ago? It's a nod to Neanderthal, and it's also a nod to the need that I feel when I'm like this for someone to get me out of it. Like, pull me out. And Mm -hmm. that's why it's like, it's reaching out of my face. It's like... Pull me out of this. Did you... St- I did. You stenciled your own hand? You yes, traced your own see, hand? you'll see the her, marker it on is my hand. Not just a marker. <laughs> your fingers are covered in markers, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it. I love it. So that's the BPD side. Wow. And this is where I started to struggle. Capturing this, that was very easy. The dark side, or uh, the heart, the, how, no, no, do you call it the dark side? Would you, what would you call it? And this? look, there's blood. Is that actual blood? No, it's not actual blood. Okay, thank God. Sorry, uh, no, but it looks like it's an what explosion it? of blood. Oh, you just used a marker? Or? No, it, it, it was on the paper. And I Already? Thought, and oh. And I was like, well, that's the page. Wow. Um, so then I really struggled with, like, 
the self-portrait of myself that isn't BPD. Like, who this am I? This is the sadness and pain. This is the sadness and pain, which I feel so connected to and mm-hmm. know. So this one... I think I have the same issue. I feel a lot more comfortable in sadness mm-hmm. than some other emotions. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm going to flip it. Oh, it's on the back side. I love it's that. It's on the back side. So... <laughs> What I wanted to do was I wanted to capture my silliness, but also my seriousness. Is this a nude? It's not. You have clothes on? I thought about drawing nude. I wanted to, but I didn't. Okay. So it's a side profile of me with a mustache. It's like a three quarters profile. Yeah. Um, There's some seriousness to me, but the body position is funny. And if you see, I'm holding a plant that I'm nurturing. And that's where the serious and silliness comes because I think a big part of my life forever is going to be taking care of myself, mm-hmm. but I'm also still silly and fun. But then there's more to this painting. I zoom in to what the flower is and I drew a giant flower with lots of emotions that are standing tall Mm -hmm. and I think that's the ultimate goal is to be able to feel many things but to still grow and um, exist so it's like the flower is also me so the first two drawings are are completely in black and white and then the um I guess the close-up you'd call it on on the flower, this sort of enlarged flower that has color, mm-hmm. that finally has color, not natural colors for mm-hmm. a flower. It's very nice. Although the flower in this painting is already smiling, it has mm-hmm. a happy face. Mm-hmm. Um, you have? A, did you mention the mustache? Yeah. So the mustache <laughs> is to be silly. So Spencer has a mustache. You're not like yeah. You're not laughing. You have quite quite pouty lips. Yeah. In this. But, like, do you see how my body's kind of funny? I'll say you do look naked in this. That's a, that's a shirt. I thought that was a vestigial tail. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a little tail on your, on your bottom. And then... Well, like I said, I did honestly struggle. And, okay, over here, I had another part of my face with a smile on it. But it looked really weird, so I just colored it in. Okay. <laughs> So the mustache wasn't covering for the weird smile, was No, it? the mustache was there at the start. And it looks like your feet are hooves. Oh, yeah. Are they hooves? Well, I mean, this is up for you to decide. I think the other side... Or they look like stigmata almost, like like Christ on the cross. Like, like nails have been put through your feet. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is? <laughs> I don't know. It's just like the other one is so... Strong, and this one is there's like I don't know. And and when you say it was hard to do, it was hard to come up with ideas, or like it was emotionally painful to try to. It was emotionally represent yourself in a more positive, positive way. way. It was emotionally hard. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I absolutely love it. I love all of these. I, I have to give you a ten out of ten. Really? I love them. They're fantastic. What do you think of the flower one, just though? I think it. It has no power on its own. Mm. Like, it has to be connected to mm-hmm. the other two. I, I like your black and white ones on their own, I think, are, are interesting to look at. And um, I guess the, the story of it 
is what gives the the flower on its own any impact. Mm, yeah. But I, I love it. I think you did an amazing job. So you, you've passed, and I'll do the dishes. You cook, I'll oh, do the dishes. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> how would how would you have drawn a self portrait of my positivity? Of your positivity? Yeah. Like, or or maybe you wouldn't have split the two in half. Maybe you would have just had one person or one side. Um, if I had been assigned this, I probably would have just done one self-portrait and tried to capture everything in one image. But okay. I, I love I love what you did. I love your approach. Well, it also is a callback to me uh, in Winnipeg using all the material. Uh, so there's Neanderthal hand and also just like I mean, me using all the sheets of paper. I had to give you out of 10 and 10. You incorporated all those things. The Neanderthal, the, the nude. I, I still think it's a nude with a vestigial tail. And I, <laughs> I love it. Okay. Well, thank you. I uh, love you and someone else I love. Oh, we have a special treat. We talked about the story where uh, Spencer's mom, Patricia, got her period in an art gallery in Winnipeg when she was 18 or 19. Let's hear her version of it. We're calling her right now. Hi. Hello. Hi. So, um, today's episode is all about painting. Painting? Oh, wow. And, well... The color red. I mentioned a story about you in the art gallery. What? When I was a youngster? And an accident you had. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that was crazy. (laughs) Could you tell it? Uh, well... It's so embarrassing. Holy macaroni. I mean, if you want to ask me about painting, but this isn't about painting. This is about, you know, I don't know, being 19 or 20. And uh, I was going out with somebody, and we went to uh, a really famous New York art gallery in New York. MoMA? Uh, no. The Met? Yeah, yeah. Which one? The Met? The Met, yeah. Yeah, so anyways, I went to the Met with him, wandering around, and uh, then we sat and we had a coffee, and um, I didn't even feel it, but my period started, and I kid you not, like, I was wearing these black pants thank god but we got up and there was a puddle of blood like a puddle of blood and i squished down back on it and then he he gave me his sweater um and then i don't know he went running around i don't even know why he did that but he he went to get all these napkins and then we put all these napkins on the chair. Walked away. Like a pile of <laughs> You left a pile of blood soaked napkins? I think we did, yeah. It was like we're talking in those days. You didn't think about anything, you know. You just went, okay, I'll just put some This was normal back then. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was actually okay in our books. 
more thoughtful. Like nowadays, I don't know, you'd be like spraying it, and all kinds of stuff, right? But uh, yeah, that's my story. Oh gosh. Was the coffee shop in the gallery? Pardon me? It was in the gallery in a cafe there. I can't, like sometimes you think like, okay, so the waiter or something comes around and they see all these napkins and they're like, what the heck? And they have probably somebody had to clean that up, right? And they're like, you know, I can see somebody going, forget it, I quit. Like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think, uh, the, I, I don't know. I just remember being kind of like laughing so hard about it. <laughs> Not even being embarrassed, like just stupidly laughing at it all. And, and then, you know, maybe, maybe he like, cleaned it up and threw it in the garbage but I just remember him patting it down on the chair and then we just left and how did the relationship go after um well you know he was uh he was like my first real relationship he's the one who de-virginized me and everything (laughs) at 20 yeah, oh. and I remember, you know, he was a composer, and uh, he, he, he kind of I, I lost my, oh, I know, I lost my key to the apartment, and he started singing on the piano, I lost my key, and I lost my virginity, <laughs> you know, <laughs> something really, really stupid like that. Did, did, yeah, that's that's about all I can say, guys. Did you keep tabs on him? Do you know what he's up to now? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, we we just wrote to each other and uh, what? Um, oh, yeah. It like well, I don't want to say the name because yeah. we have to get his version of the story. But yeah, I've I've kept in contact with him over I don't know, like years and years and years, like probably like forty years. Wow. You know, I, I mean, uh, he's, uh, he's, you know, uh, he, like he, I, he's married to someone and she's wonderful and, um, uh, or maybe they're not married. I don't, I don't really know, but they've been together for like, you know, quite a long time. And, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, he's still composing and, uh, he, uh, has done quite well for himself. Thank you for saving the show. It's <laughs> a great story. Oh my god! Yeah, if you want uh, period stories, I've got them all. <laughs> I think every single thing that could happen to somebody who just is not aware of when a period would happen was pretty much my story. <laughs> like I had it every single at month. A wedding. Had it happen at a wedding, and then somebody came behind me when you know you're like sort of kissing the grooms and the ushers, and you're clapping, and you're all kissing standing in line, or at least that's what they do in the Ukrainian thing. They kiss but, the ushers. Um, they kiss. So the, I had. Uh, uh, what? You, you like keep saying they kiss the ushers. 
This is the first guy in New York? No, no, no. This is another guy. This is a third this is a story. Wedding story. It's, keep up oh. with this me. Is the one. <laughs> keep up with me. We've well, had too many <laughs> menstruation disasters to follow. No, it's the same yeah. one. The second one. <laughs> it's the second one. It's Yeah, this is the second one. Okay. Oh my god, you guys aren't even listening. I am listening. Why am I talking to you? I'm listening. <laughs> I'm hanging on every word. And you're in an art gallery. with you very very soon yeah when it, so call me after you finished and i'll come and meet you half the way okay really yeah okay yeah yeah just uh hurry up okay okay i'll call you real soon thanks mommy goodbye goodbye friends <laughs> goodbye good night good night thank bye. you for sharing those period yeah. stories some great stories she's funny <laughs> and um i i i i feel a bit I, i'm not quite what? <laughs> i don't know like how good my biology is on this one but when you have a period you lose one egg right yeah <laughs> and that's your mom so that one egg is kind of related to you because because once because <laughs> once her egg became you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she left this egg in the Met. 
the the art museum. I thought it was in Winnipeg. I was wrong. This is in a New York, New York City. City story. Yeah, so she left this egg in a pile of napkins on the sea. It can't just be. And the, that could have been no, you. Eli. That could have. We're talking about your identity and who you are as a person. And okay, but it can't just be the one egg because you keep bleeding. It's the shedding. Shedding of the egg. uterine lining. So uterine does the egg lining. come out? Is this little egg in there? I've never seen. Do you one. lose one egg? <laughs> Do we have to okay. do a, a, whole, have to do a whole episode on this and have your mom as a guest? Because she said she had many stories about yep. menstruating. It's time to bring her back. About menstruating. Yeah. Okay, and we'll find out, do you lose one egg when you... Do you know? I, um, I just have my Aunt Karen's story about it, what she told me about a period. She told me what's happened is your body is building a nest for uh, the egg. Uh-huh. And then... And that's the uterine lining. Yeah, and then if... I don't know if nothing, if no other bird comes to nurture the egg, then it is let go. And every month, that's what happens. But does the little egg... Listen. (laughs) This could be a children's book, but the little egg. Well, thanks, Spencer. You, I really loved, I I, I truly did love your drawings. I thought they were really great. I hope, Mm -hmm. I hope you feel better. Uh, Do you? I think, um... I know you're in a in a deep dark yes place, but these it it's hard when you're in it. It's hard, but you, it, it will pass. And you really think so? I do. I, it you know it happens to me too, and I know with BPD like the the emotions are more are more intense and they last longer, and it's a lot harder to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But yeah. these things will pass, and and things do get better, and. Those are some really funny period stories from your mom. Your paintings were amazing. Your drawings were amazing. I'm I'm happy. Aw, you're <laughs> and, sweetie. Uh, I'm rooting for you, Spencer. Ah, uh, thanks, Eli. I like hearing that. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Spencer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Be sure to check out my pictures. Oh, Spencer wants to know. At Spencer wants to know on Instagram. On Instagram, because I think it will really help <laughs> this listen. <laughs> you go, yeah, go, you've listened to the end, now go back and re-listen. <laughs> it's the least you can do. Okay. Bye for now. Bye. Thanks. <laughs>